Welcome to Kava and Kettlebells, where we talk about kava, fitness, and life. Let's get kava fine. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to the show. This is Charles. Hey, guys. This is Heidi. Thank you so much for tuning back in. If you haven't already, please rate and review us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Follow us on whatever format you are listening. Download the episodes and share with your friends and family. Really help us get this message out. All right. On today's episode, we will be talking to Jesse from Coral Sea Kava. So, Jesse, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Heidi. Thanks, Charles. Glad to be here. Yeah, we appreciate it. And we are big fans of your kava. We've done a review before on um, one of your original instant kavas. And it's been one that we constantly recommend to people. We enjoy it ourselves. So I'm excited to have you on, man. Just kind of hear all about how you got into kava and, you know, obviously how Coral Sea began. Yeah, of course. I appreciate that, Charles. Yeah, I, I'm uh, a product person at heart. So I always try to let the product speak for itself. Uh, um, yeah, so about myself, um, I, I'm based in New York City area. Um, my background, um, Originally, you know, working in product management, just a really stressful job, uh, long, weird hours, lots of coffee, um, <laughs> just trying to look for a sustainable way to, uh, you know, release some of that stress. And like alcohol was definitely not something that's sustainable um, in that fashion. And I've always been into like health and fitness and working out and sports and uh, high school and beyond. So I was looking for like a healthier alternative. Uh, I had a friend that had gone on a trip to Fiji and had kava uh, when he was there and said really good things about it. And I popped into one of the kava bars here in uh, East Village and gave it a try. And I said, wow, this is definitely uh, my speed. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, just the fact that it relaxes you. There's no hangover. It's not like other substances where you can't like turn it off. Right. Um, I, you know, I'm not really like edibles or anything like that. I can't do that. Um, so I, I like that just kind of takes the edge off. It can be a social elixir, uh, unwind at the end of the day. Um, but I also, um, I studied international business uh, and was always looking for an opportunity to kind of pair my love uh, with international business and immersing myself in other cultures. I've always been into kind of a coffee nerd, uh, anything like that I kind of geek out on. So like learning about all the different uh, countries where they grow and the different flavor profiles and something like that. And so I kind of saw a similar vein in Kaba with having the different cultivars, having the different effects and being able to dial that in and kind of discover along the way um, about the Kaba culture, um, you know, being a canoe plant and all the different uh, island nations um, and how it has different impacts there. So I tried, I tried to try everything. Like a lot of people I talked to try to, everything in the marketplace. And I just really wasn't finding anything that I was like, wow, this is really good, you know, compared to like some really good coffee roasters or something like that. And so I said, this is something that I'm really interested in and I can find myself like immersing myself in this um, culture and learning more about it and getting to spread um, all the positive uh positive vibes and positive things I've been getting out of Kava myself to other people. 
Um, the the name Coral Sea kind of uh, has a nod to the Coral Sea, which borders Vanuatu and some of the other uh, kava growing nations. Um, I've always had an affinity for the ocean and the reefs since I was really little. I was very fortunate. Uh, Growing up in Arizona, funny enough, my family was into scuba diving. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, that's what... <laughs> so I started diving at like 12, got my master diver at 18. Nice. Um, and had saltwater aquariums, much to the chagrin of my parents. Um, <laughs> and it's a really hard thing to do, but uh, I really enjoyed, uh, you know, trying to, I, I couldn't, I had to bring the reef to myself living in Arizona. So that was my way of doing it. And so I always wanted to have a way to give back. Um, I think others, there's other things like ocean plastic and stuff that are really big issues, but I saw that there's a lot of people already talk, tackling that with like, uh, I think it's like Ocean Project and stuff. And I didn't really see anyone focusing on the reefs or coral reef restoration. And, you know, my uh, aquatic husbandry and stuff like that, interest there was naturally piqued. Um, always looking for a way that I could kind of pair my interest at the sea with business and um, have it be as the business grew, have some sort of um, way to give back. So 5% of profits go to coral reef restoration projects in Vanuatu in the communities that I source kava from. That's awesome. Yeah, um, that's so cool. Yeah, fish, fish protein is the number one protein source uh, on the islands. And so having, you know, helping support them to be stewards of their own reefs um, you know, which they're very uh, ecology focused and have that uh, mindset of, you know, for multiple generations for the long term there, uh, the needs on people. And so it's really just supporting them how they need to be supported uh, with resources for um, equipment or tools or training and letting them really be in charge of it instead of, you know, some uh, historical NGO models where people kind of come in and tell them what to do. So really just try to partner with those communities, have a positive impact on the reefs and also a positive impact on the communities we're serving, not just a cash for Kava sort of thing. No, that's awesome, man. I like how you bring a connection back to, you know, where you're sourcing from, which I think, I think is important with Kava, especially, um, especially as it gets, as it gets more popular here in the United States or with, you know, people buying their Kava online or even going to the Kava bar Sometimes you don't necessarily know where exactly uh, the cob is coming from, you know, the, the farm right behind it, the farm, you, even the island, you know, where it's coming from. So I think that connection, even that education is a huge piece going forward. So uh, props out to you, man, on, on doing that. Yeah, thanks. I, I think we're still like, as you said, we're in the early innings. Uh, there's a lot of people that we stand on the shoulders of that, um, you know, if you look at the first Kava bar being 20 some years ago, pre COVID, there was like maybe a hundred and then post COVID, I think there's up over 350. So there's just a lot of growth, a lot of interest, a lot of people that are looking for alternatives uh, to alcohol or looking to live a healthier lifestyle um, and alternative ways to relieve stress. So um, looking to provide for those people that are kind of, <laughs> like myself that like to geek out on this stuff and are looking for like the highest quality that they can find. Um, you know, one of the things that drove me with doing an instant green kava, um, you know, there's, there's a couple different types, a couple different types of kava that are marketed as instant, you know, there's micronized and non-micronized. 
I like to call like instant green kava. So micronized kava is when you take uh, kava that's sun-dried and you grind it down into a really fine powder that people then mix it in with their beverage and drink it, uh, including the root fibers, uh, to make it instant rather than kneading it in a uh, strainer bag as a traditional uh, medium-dried kava would be. Um, so it's convenient, but the root fiber can, for some people, can really ha- cause issues for your stomach or yeah. you know the adverse side effects that you yes. experience, potential side effects you can experience with kava. You're more susceptible with them with doing with the micronized. Um, I personally will never sell micronized. I, I don't judge those that do. Uh, I know it's kind of an, a gateway for people to come into kava and learn about it. Um, so there is a, there is a place for it, I think, but, um, the instant green kava is, especially in Vanuatu, unlike, uh, Fiji, they drink their kava fresh. They don't typically drink dried kava. Yeah. So, um, it's fresh green kava that's juiced in Vanuatu and then, um, strained and dehydrated. The juice is dehydrated into a powder and powderized. And that's the instant green kava. So you just take a teaspoon of that, mix it in with like four ounces of water, and you have an instant shell. It takes you less than 10 seconds rather than, you know, 10, 15 minutes of kneading. Don't get me wrong. I love traditional. I do it a lot myself. But when I'm traveling or for convenience, exactly. uh, sometimes I don't have the time to be able to whip out uh, my bucket and uh, <laughs> knead up a batch. Um, instant is really great. So... Um, yeah. Also looking to try to bring those different cultivars and those different things that people would want from a medium grind to an instant format as well. Yeah, and I truly love your instant green kava, and I do think that I love how you explain the difference between micronized and instant kava because most people who are new to kava they have no idea the difference. And I, so I recommend, um, you know, I work with clients a lot and alcohol, as you know, is such a big detriment to people's health and wellness goals, especially when you're talking about, you know, like your metabolism and losing weight and your fitness goals. And so I always try nonchalantly, you know, talk about kava and I always recommend the Coral Sea Instant Green Kava to get them started because I think it tastes so much better. And I think that's a huge deterrence is the micronized it's the ground up root and that can like you said upset your stomach and it it doesn't taste good Uh, but yours genuinely tastes like so good and it might be I don't know psychosomatic but I feel like it almost tastes a little um like (laughs) oceany well so I I and I'm I'm with you man on on micronized because micronized I could probably do maybe uh a tablespoon, tablespoon and a half of the a micronized powder. Um, some like the the popular brands people probably know that you can get on, you know, Amazon and whatnot. That are the micronized, but you know, it's a lot of plant matter to digest, and especially like I I have more of like a sensitive stomach. Like I got, I gotta be really careful with what I eat, uh, what I drink, and if I do too much micronized, it always doesn't put my stomach in a good place. Yeah, it's it, and it's um, it's difficult to to try to educate people between the difference because they're both referred to as instant and micronized is such a very technical term, uh, especially the people that are just coming into coffee. Like, what is this stuff? 
and also from others, obviously a different price point because it's a premium product, but you know, in every, uh, pouch, you know, there's, uh, for 25 grams of instant kava, there's, uh, one and a third pounds of fresh green kava that went into making that. Oh, damn. And so it takes a lot of green kava to make instant kava. So it's a, it's a very expensive process. It's very labor intensive. Um, and so the price point reflects that. As you said, Heidi, like the flavor, I think it's the closest that you can probably get to like a fresh, uh, green kava. It's definitely a little bit smoother profile. Uh, it's a little bit more mellow. So if people are familiar with, you know, a traditional dried kava, it's going to be a little bit more mellow than that. Um, and easier to mix up, um, there's no straining required or anything. It's also great. Like a lot of kava bars I work with, um, mix it into cocktails or if you're looking to make mocktails and stuff like that at home, it's really easy. You can just do it on, on, on the fly and it blends in really well with, uh, juices or drinks or whatever type of mocktail you're making. Yeah. It's a lot easier. Yeah. I can well, see that for sure. So I, I want to talk about, so you, right now you have, um, the instant kava, but also you started going into getting some, some medium grinds also that you're going to start carrying. So do you want to talk about sort of the different cultivars that you're going to be offering? Sure. So, um, yeah, so, uh, I've been working, I've been building this brand since, uh, 2017 and, you know, through COVID is definitely difficult to kind of source and uh, maintain the supply chain. 8,000 sure. miles away, uh, yeah. especially when we're talking with, you know, working with farmers, their bush gardens, there's hardly any cell reception, let alone internet. Um, and a lot of things, obviously, as you know, kind of run on island time there. You yeah. know, literal <laughs> sense. <laughs> so it makes things difficult. So earlier this summer, I, I made a, a, a long trip out there to connect um, with some more farmers and resources and kind of get my boots on the ground and really hear their problems uh, and, uh, see what their challenges are. So I could really understand, you know, the full, uh, supply chain from beginning to end. Um, and kind of as a teaser, as part of that, I'll be, um, releasing sometime later this fall, um, kind of like a mini doc, uh, or short, um, on that process, um, and getting to see some of those, uh, challenges oh, you know, awesome. at every step from the farmers to those that selling at market, um, exporting, et cetera. Um, as well as more about coral reef restoration and, and the brand itself. But, um, yeah, just cause getting a lot of demand, um, outside people love the instant green kavas and we're always looking to try more and wanting to do medium grind. Um, and so I have other products that I'm uh, currently in development with that I'm using, um, you know, dry kava, medium grind kava as part of um, those inputs. So I decided to offer those as well to customers. Um, a couple that I have uh, available now that I sent over to you is the Kali from Epi, which is like a headier one. It's really well renowned for being a heady kava. That's, I also offer that in an instant green kava. Um, it's great for like socialization and daytime. Um, it's not going to make you, uh, too sleepy or it's not a heavy, uh, muscle relaxing one. Yeah. It's not, it's have, not a couch lock um, one. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead, Charles. I would say that's definitely not like a couch lock 
Kava. No, definitely no. not Kava. <laughs> um, and then I have another that's uh, Barlas from Malakula. So it's more of a heavier strain, and it's kind of similar to. There's a few different cultivars that are grown on different islands and kind of similar to like terroir with uh, grapes or coffee and stuff like that, depending upon the soil, takes on different properties. So this is similar to like a people are familiar with a Gorgor or Borogu, um, a similar profile. The soil, like I, I went to Malakula and the soil there is incredible. Like I'll send, I'll show you, there's some pictures on my uh, Instagram and I'll show you that. Uh, me standing in front of 10 foot tall kava plants uh, and these are the same types of plants that um, that one i think in the picture is a celeste but um something that may be four or five feet tall on pentecost it's going to be 10 feet tall there because they have so much volcanic rich soil they're next to ambrim and they get a lot of the winds from ambrim uh, from the volcanic ash and so um they can plant continuously like eight, nine times in a row. Um, talking to these farmers that have been farming there, you know, 20, 30 years in the same plot, never having to let it go fallow because the soil is that mineral rich. It's wow. pretty incredible. Yeah. So, um, well, I'm so loss, which is another one. And then another one I'm, um, starting to tinker with some blends as well of different cultivars I like and play around with effects. So um, one that I've just released is called Nawita, uh, which Nawita is Bishlama, uh, which is the local uh, official language of Vanuatu. Uh, it's Bishlama for octopus uh, because it's a balanced a blend of uh, is a, a heady, uh, very heady kava with some legs to it. So it has like a mellow burn as well. Um, then I have a couple others that are going to be releasing uh, Pia, uh, Nikau Pia, uh, Pia for short, from Tana. That's pretty famous. Uh, it's also a headier one. Um, I really enjoy that one. I put that up there with the Kilai, um, as well as a Gay Whiskit, which is from Gawa in the north. Um, it's, I think, on more on the heavier side. It's very interesting. It's hard for me to describe that one. Um, you really have to try it. It's really interesting. I try to just bring something new to the market that people haven't tried and experiment with, you know, whether it's a, a limited run and maybe some become staples. But again, I really try to partner with those communities and find different types of kava that I would want to try if I was um, purchasing in the market and bring that for people to be able to experience all the different kavas of Vanuatu or throughout the South Pacific. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I'm really excited for when that um, docu-series, you know, comes out um, because I think that's awesome that you're really showcasing that because I think that's something that users don't really understand is the entire process of getting the roots and the challenges that you said that the farmers go through and especially with demand increasing so much. Um, I know that's worries, you know, for a lot of people is, will these farmers be able to keep up with, you know, that demand? Um, so I think that will be really helpful for people to see that and to understand why it costs, you know, what it does and the labor of love that actually goes into it. Um, so I'm excited for that. So now you said you started Coral Sea in 2017. Is that what you said? 
That's correct. So like I started sourcing my journey of sourcing, um, had a couple false starts, uh, and that's part of, uh, learning the ropes where, um, you know, originally was going to come out with a medium grind and got it all imported. And then it didn't pass, um, la- independent lab results. Oh and no, so, um, yes. man. How... It wasn't anything that I, obviously I can't sell that, but yeah. then I was able to work out something with that supplier. Um, but I was out the shipping on that and, um, it was just a lesson I learned about, you know, not making sure that everything, that's why everything is, I double test. I tested before it leaves Vanuatu, uh, and then I tested again in the United States just to verify, um, cause I want to ensure that the product that I provide is the highest quality and is most, more importantly, safe yeah. uh, yes. for people to consume. Um, I don't want that liability. And also I care that I, you know, my, my reputation and the products that I bring, uh, I want it to speak for itself and I don't want something that is of questionable quality, um, with my name attached to it. Yeah, definitely. What was it a challenge, you know, after you got past those initial challenges and you kept pushing, um, you know, how was it building up Coral City? Cause I feel like you've really expanded since you first started. So how has that journey been? Um, it's been really interesting. Uh, it's, it's been a slow pace. You know, I look to people like, um, you know, Mike Munsell, um, of Palm with Kava as kind of inspiration in, in the space. Like he took him several years to kind of build to where he was doing it full time and then grow his brand, uh, which I respect a lot. Um, and it's a similar thing with Coral Sea Kava. I, I don't want to kind of, expand faster than um i think is uh possible i want to make sure i maintain quality um and if i need to be in stock i can be that's again uh, over the last couple years i've learned (laughs) supply chain uh, global supply chain and making sure i can stay in stock uh manufacturing the kava getting it in obviously there's other things that we have to deal with, like cyclones and stuff, especially this year coming into El Nino, uh, is a little scary. <laughs> um, you know, hopefully everything goes smoothly, uh, knock on wood, um, this season. But those are the kind of things that you have to account for and plan and do risk um, risk management against. Yeah. Um, so it's been uh, – I started kind of with initial – skew um figured out the process there and now i'm looking to expand now that i've kind of figured out the model um and worked out some supply chain kinks to be able to expand that um you know working a lot with directly with the farmers and having a lot of redundancy um in sourcing so that i can be able to maintain the quality stay in stock always be available especially with you know, not just a direct-to-consumer, but uh, with kava bars and other retailers as well. Like, if this kava bar doesn't have kava, they don't have... Right. <laughs> uh, <Get no> business. <laughs> you know, they can't sell kava if they don't have kava in stock. So I want to make sure that I can be able to provide um, what they need yeah. uh, when they need it on demand, uh, which requires inventory and a robust supply chain, Um and I'm building it from scratch. So. Yeah, absolutely. Can you, um, so talking about where you're at right now, then also in the future, um, would you say that you have 
a good relationship with some of the Kava bars right now that you're supplying? Or are you looking to kind of expand to other Kava bars? Or are you looking more towards still that business-to-consumer piece? Um, I, I don't look at them as um, two, it's two um, separate streams. Uh, I'm looking to uh, maintain and grow my product line uh, for direct-to-consumer as well as expanding uh, retail. And as Kava Bars, you know, the, the ones that I've built relationships with to um, grow those further and those that are interested in trying it out. Um, I'm always open to um, taking on uh, more clients as well. Um, I don't expect to win anyone's business um, outright right away, but just to give the opportunity to try it out, you know, if it's the third bucket on their list or they want a rotating a variety of single cultivars and things like that, something new and exciting to offer to um, their clientele. I'm happy to kind of supply that and build that relationship over time. That makes sense. That's awesome. Yeah. And I do, I will say, you know, for our listeners listening, um, I do, I love that you really respect the product and the root and you want it to be the highest quality you can. And that's one thing that we try and tell you know, our listeners too, is that, you know, not every kava is created equal. Just because it's kava doesn't mean that, you know, you really do need to make sure that the company you're using has done their due diligence and their research and their... And the testing. Yeah, the testing is huge. huge. I love that you double test it. Um, and your your product really does speak for itself. Like it is, um, kava can be an, an intense, you know, drink, as we all know. It doesn't always taste the smoothest, um, but I will say Coral Sea Kava tastes so smooth and as you know as good as kava can taste i will say it's definitely up there um so for our listeners it's definitely worth um trying out in that sense 100 percent. now i'm i'm curious too ma'am because i know you have uh a little one on your, on your hands right now <laughs> but how, how's it been juggling you know family and having um a pretty pretty young one in the house and while still like building the business you know, doing trips out there. Um, how's that been? Oh, I mean, it's definitely, um, thanks for asking Charles. It's been, it's been great. I mean, I mean, everyone's situation through the last few years has been different. One silver lining is I got to, you know, my my kid was born in uh, February 2020, so not oh, wasn't really yeah. expecting uh, this, especially the first uh, first one. Yeah. But uh, I got silver lining is I got to spend a lot more time in the early stages that I wouldn't have otherwise. Yes, yeah, that's, that's true. Um, and I'm very fortunate in you know my uh, professional career in product management allows me to work in a hybrid or remote situation during the last couple of years. Um, And when you're not going out a lot, you're focusing on building (laughs) your Kava supply chain (laughs) and uh, spending other time, uh, you know, hanging out with them. So um, it's been great. Um, I I have a great support system in, uh, you know, my family uh, and my in-laws and stuff to be able to, uh, my wife travels a lot for work um, internationally for her role as well. So um, being able to have that family support system is, is huge. Been, you know, we've been very fortunate for that. Not, a, not everybody has that. Um, it's definitely, you know, those times when like right now where 
I'm uh, solo parenting for a couple of weeks. It <laughs> makes, gives you so much more appreciation for, you know, single parents. They really are like the bedrock of our society. And I don't know, like, no, hands down, what man. we would do without them. Like, it's just, yeah. I have so much empathy for that. Um, having, it's- you know, my little slice of that. But uh, very fortunate to be able to have the, a good support system. Nobody does it on their own. So, yeah, that's real, man. Having them enables me to be able to, take these kinds of trips or invest that time into doing those things. So I like that. Is your, um, is your wife into kava too? Is she drink it with you? Is she kind of like your initial, you know, tester with all the kavas that you have <laughs> no, coming in? Or? she's definitely not. She's not a kava head. Uh, really? Um, <laughs> she's not, she doesn't really drink, uh, either. So, um, she, she uh, lets me do my thing. She doesn't judge me or give me a hard time, which is all that I ask for. So I just try to like let it go both ways. Um, no, she's very supportive. She works in marketing, so she helps me a lot. Um, bouncing ideas off of her, keeping me focused and stuff. I always want to chase the shiny object. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's why I also try to like focus the product development and building all these things uh, one step at a time. So, so where where were you when you first discovered Kava? Like, where did you live? Because I know you said you're originally from Arizona, um, which we're from Arizona as well. And um, there are Kava bars there now, but um, this is in New York, wasn't it? Kava yeah. Bar out so there? you discovered Kava in New York when you were there. Yeah, when I was in New York, I was living um, in Manhattan. And that's where I where I first uh, became acquainted from. Yeah, I'm from uh, Tucson, Arizona, originally. Shout out five two zero. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then spent a few years um, in the Bay Area, uh, about five years in the Bay Area, um, all around you know Phoenix area as well. And then I've been in the East Coast since 2016. Okay. Do you remember? Um, so which Kava bar was it in New York that you went to? The first one. Uh, first one was the Kava Sutra on 10th. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Back in like 2016. Yeah. I actually have a client who she's like an influencer and, uh, she goes to back and forth to New York and I kept telling her about Kava and she, um, finally went and I do believe that was the exact one she went to the, the Kava Sutra down there. <laughs> so I'm curious, how often do you like, I, I mean, for us, we don't live by any Kava bars, so like we just completely make our own. Like when we go down to Florida, and when we were in Tucson, we because we lived in Tucson before this, um, there were Kava bars there, so we so did. We go. But now in Alabama, there aren't. So do you do you go Kava bars much, or are you more of like a at home drinker? Um, you know, I it's it's funny you mention it. Um, yeah, Kevin and um team uh and his wife at uh the kava den and the kava bar in tucson shout out to them yeah um it's a great set i was so excited when i saw a kava bar open in tucson because whenever Same. i go back in town i was like oh i have a place to come and chill um but uh yeah i try to i try to pop into kava bars when i can i i generally do drink more at home um uh, but I'll occasionally jump on, you know, Kava forums has a really great uh, shout out to Jimmy and crew uh, uh, Zoom that they'll do where it's kind of a virtual sync up uh, for people to just shoot the breeze and talk about Kava and stuff like that. So I'll do that on occasion. Um, but I always love to like get out to the Kava bars, meet new people uh, that are in the Kava scene, uh, people that are 
just finding discovering kava for the first time and uh, meet kava tenders bar owners really just learn more about their processes and how they work i used to work in food and beverage and my first job was like 15 and a half as a dishwasher at a four four star restaurant um down the street and um worked in food and beverage bartending busing serving managing uh for a number of years so like i have a lot of hours behind the bar but um i always love to learn about like kava specifically uh for kava bars and what their challenges are what new things are coming out like uh recently i was just over at um misfit in brooklyn they do a really great job with the uh, mocktails and being able to mask the flavor of kava for those that aren't into it so it's really cool to see a lot of the innovation that's happening uh, with kava in the scenes for people that are you know it is an acquired taste so are a lot of things that people consume yeah um i i personally lean more traditional i like to have kava as it is i'm the same way on occasion i like to have a mocktail and i like from my bartending days i always like to try everything um and see uh what's out there so yeah no i mean i think it's cool like kind of the evolution that we're seeing right now especially with kava bars i mean i don't know sometimes you go into the kava bar and we've been to a few down in florida and it's like i swear man you can't taste any like hint of kava like it's wild <laughs> it's it's crazy in, in a way i mean like it's cool but I, i'm also kind of like you like i like it i like just a shell of kava you know um but i understand a lot of people do need something palatable that they can take down but kind of with that ma'am just from your perspective being in the industry what do you what do you see trend wise for for kava uh kava bars kava brands and you know i guess like what do you see the future yeah great question um i'll say since i became acquainted uh with kava we there's definitely been a lot of um changes even just in the last few years uh, in terms of it used to be just a focus on blends and now you've really seen in the last few years um, a lot of different single cultivars coming out from a lot of different islands, which is great. Um, even in, depending upon the country of origin as well, as you know, like say in Fiji, they traditionally consume um, kava as either waka or lawena. So waka being the lateral roots, which are more potent, but tend to be a lot stronger in flavor. Um, or the lawena, which is the, the basil stump or the chips. Um, that tends to be a much smoother profile, but not as potent, uh, as the lateral roots. Lateral roots are typically around 2x the potency of the chips. Um, but there's not really a focus on the cultivar. It's just either like, are you drinking roots or are you drinking chips? Whereas Vanuatu, it's very focused on the plant, like which cultivar is it? Is it um, Kilai or Nikaupia or uh, Gorgor, what have you? Um, so I've definitely seen a lot of um, new cultivars coming to market, which is great. A lot more variety for people to try form factors as well i mean one of the big i always say like 
the two biggest things holding Kava back um, because there is so many great things about it. Um, it's obviously the flavor profile being earthy and bitter. Um, it's an acquired taste. I think we should kind of just lean into that <laughs> yeah. and people expect it. But um, for those that don't want that, there are options, as you mentioned, like more and more. Um, there's products uh, or drinks and things like that coming out. We're seeing more canned beverages, more ready to drink, uh, instant mix packets and stuff like that. Yeah, there's a lot of canned beverages coming out now. Yep. And um, also in terms of uh, convenience, I think is the other major thing. Uh, as we talked about, you know, that's why I lean, I, I started with uh, instant green kava because it is a mellower profile and it's uh, convenient uh, for people. Um, it can be very intimidating. You know, I remember the first time I was making kava, I started out like a lot of people with an aloo ball, uh, shaking it up and then felt comfortable with that and then started meeting my own traditional kava um, and really becoming familiar with everything. But that's a really big hurdle, and it seems intimidating uh, coming into this, like all these different technical terms, spending all this time making it. Am I doing it correctly? What ratios and stuff like that? But, no, hand, um, hands yeah. down, man. We, we're the same. I went When we first started, it was, you know, micronized because it just had to be stirred with water. Then we moved up to the ball and then to straining and – it was a learning process all along the way. So it, it definitely, like you said, intimidating is a good word because someone brand new coming in, like you give them a, a bag of medium grind, you know, powder and a strainer bag and say, here you go. They're going to be like, what, what? <laughs> what am I doing with this? <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately a lot of the stuff out there, I mean, um, I sell a lot on Amazon and, there's a lot of products on Amazon that get a bad rap because of the quality or the potency. And yeah. usually those are the most convenient factors. If they're an alcohol based tincture, which some people are not looking to have alcohol based uh, extracts or their capsules with questionable extract itself. I mean, I can tell you when I was initially trying to source, I was looking on Alibaba and connected with people in China and, sending me extract samples and testing it and being like 1% when it should be like 60%. So yeah, I've man, been through all this myself <laughs> and spent all, like thousands of dollars on testing just to like find high quality stuff. But that's, um, but that's good though, man. Cause I mean, I, I'm I, trying to, yeah, I'm trying to like get the scar tissue so other people don't have to go yes, through. Right. Yes. Yeah. And it's good for people to know, uh, you know, especially with Amazon, like not even kava, but just like other herbs and supplements out there, like you really gotta, you gotta be careful because like you said, it's not too hard to source something from, you know, typically China. Um, and you don't know if it's been tested, if the potency is there, if it's the, you know, even meets the label claims of, you know, whatever amount it says. So, um, that's huge, man, especially with Kava. So I, I think what you're doing is, is spot on. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously a lot of people talk about Noble versus Two Day, but it's more than just that. I mean, uh, being in the industry, talking to people, like there's people do need to know that the, the company that they're working with uh, is credible and is doing the testing and on every batch. And, um, is 
sharing that information if, you know, it's available. Hands down. Well, hey, man, if you want, um, as we wrap up, do you kind of want to give people just a shout to where they can find you at, where they can purchase, um, then anything, last words? Yeah, um, so uh, my website, it's coralccava.com. That's coral with a C, cava with a K. Um, you can also find me on Instagram at coralccava or on TikTok um as well or facebook um always feel free to reach out to me my email it's um jesse at coralccava.com if you have any questions or want to reach out i'm always happy to help people um whether it's on kava forums or on the reddit uh, kava reddit things like that i try to uh, engage with people and, and help people as they come on their kava journey um as we talked about, my instant green uh, Kilai Kava, you can buy that on the website or uh, on Amazon. I'm also bringing out a Celeste, which is a, a heavier instant Kava from Malakula uh, that will be available uh, fairly shortly, um, probably when this airs, as well as some medium grand Kavas, uh, as we mentioned, and a few more. Um, and also um, maybe Charles and Heidi <laughs> have me back. Uh, I have a few other products in the pipeline uh i'd love to share out i don't want to spoil the surprise just yet but more coming soon um yeah and i appreciate um i appreciate the forum to it's good to chat with you and uh, appreciate a forum to be able to engage with people and help educate them um about the brand and about my journey um yeah awesome just happy to be here Well, thank you so much for joining us. This was wonderful. And we're really excited to see everything else you have coming out. And I'm really excited for um, the the documentary as well. Yes. All right, Jesse. Also, I neglected to mention, um, I'll share it, I guess, in the show notes. uh, For those that have not tried um, Coral Sea, or those that have, um, include a discount code uh, for your first purchase on our site. um, Just to kind of give us a try. And that's all I ask for. Let the product speak for itself. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. We will definitely post um, that discount code uh, for our listeners. Yeah, we'll do we'll do an Instagram post and we'll put that down there in the um, uh, the content guys, so you all can do you, see that. Do you know what the code will be? Um, Kava kettlebells ten. Perfect. Kava right, you heard kettlebells it. ten, and we will put that in the post as well. All right. Well, Jesse, thank you so much. And we wish you all the best um, moving forward with all the new stuff in the works. Thanks, Jesse. Thank you. Thank you, Charles and Heidi. Um, I really appreciate uh, this platform that you guys have created um, for people to learn more about Kava and uh, Kratom and your journey. And um, yeah, I was really excited when you all started this. And uh, I just want to say keep up the good work. Um, I get personally get a lot out of it. And I know that a lot of people in the community do as well. Well, thank you. We appreciate that, man. All right. All right. We'll talk soon. Thanks.